You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, Russ and my hammers live and hope you are all safe and well. If you use the channel, please consider subscribing and hit the bell icon so you may do have any time we put new content on. Another great guest today, and I've just figured out his, his name of his channel, Fan Dan Goal. Very clever. It's, it's taken me months to come up and realize that. <laughs> How's it going, Dan? How you doing? Yeah, man? yeah, good, mate. Good, very, very good. Uh, just thanks for having me on. Really absolute, appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, man. Absolute pleasure. How's things with you at the moment? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, just uh, obviously the world's in a weird place, isn't it? But it? I've What's just been, been working from home. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we try to we try not to talk about it too much, don't we? We try to ignore it. But yeah, I've been working from home, mate. I'm a freelance graphic designer on on the side of doing the YouTube stuff. So yeah, yeah just been sat at home. Basically, it's been nice because I've got a 14 week old, so I've oh, been able yeah. to be at home with my little and the whole time which is because nice, so. the, the babes they develop at such a quick yeah. rate don't it so yeah, exactly and usually oh, you think it. i probably would have only got a couple of weeks if i'd have been yeah. sort of at work or whatever but this time it's been it's been quite nice to be yeah. there the whole the whole time so oh, yeah it's suppose as you said with you know because you're a freelance graphic designer you've got your mac and you you know as yeah. long as you've got your bedroom you're yeah as long as as long as you've got your computer you can just crack on yeah. can't you from home and still how's, work, money. And how's work been going man because a lot of us so so there's yeah. still enough stuff to do. A lot of the, a lot of the stuff I get mates through YouTube, um, mm. thumbnails, you know, moving graphics, lower thirds, all sure. that sort of stuff, intros. So as long as people are making content, then yeah. there's work out there for Actually, me to yeah, find. You're right. It's like in a weird thing, you know, that although maybe the more corporate side's gone, everyone's yeah. gone on YouTube, isn't it? And yeah, exactly. And stuff, so, oh, brilliant. That's all right. Yeah, don't, don't think about it that way. You're always thinking, oh, fucking hell, graphic design. My brother's graphic designer. I go, oh, fucking hell, you know. Must be, and I, I know quite a few as well. And you think, oh god, but yeah, no. If, if you can do the old, as you said, the YouTube stuff and the Twitch stuff, you're you yeah. are laughing. And you can you moment. can make all right money doing it as well. There's loads yeah. loads of people, especially if you can get one of the bigger, especially like Twitch, for instance. You get one of the bigger Twitch yeah. guys, like you know, you can end up sorting their emotes out and all sorts, and they would come back to you every month for 
for updates and things. New so stuff, yeah, it's quite yeah. good, mate. That's the because they always want new style, new yeah. fresh, new 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 skins, don't they? So yeah, yeah, yeah very good, yeah, very good, good very good. Yeah, nice. And obviously the YouTube stuff as well, the fan dangle stuff, and yeah, yeah. Obviously that channel's been going for a little while now. Um, and through them, I met the guys at Irons United. So I helped out yeah. the guys at Irons United a little bit. I'm very good friends with like Stell and Ant and Alf and all the guys over there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just doing my stuff. Started a podcast this season, trying to do things a little bit differently because having a baby, it's difficult to be able to find the time to really sit down and record a lot of content yeah, in yeah, bulk. Yeah. So yeah, instead now I've just been sitting down with uh, my brother, my mate Luke, and just having a chat about the Premier League, basically. And uh, yeah, it's going all right, mate. It's nice. Exactly. That's why I started this channel, because I just got an excuse to go and sit and talk about football for an hour or yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You it's get lovely. left alone as well, didn't you? I do, yeah. I'm going to do huge, because no one, they don't really understand, do they? And they don't understand what's going on. And it's like, my wife's like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I've got an interview. Okay, okay, yeah. Is anyone I know this today? No, sorry, no. No, not today. She's there's only been two interviews she's been she's been oh, three interviews she's been asked about. Harry Redknapp, Chesney Hawks, and um and Razor Ruddock. That's the only three she's given a shit about. <laughs> Bless her. Not bad. How many have you done not so bad. far? I think hundred and ninety something. We're oh, rapidly okay. on a two hundred. And yeah, and nice. there is there is a big one coming, hopefully, for the two hundred. That's all I'm nice. saying. Decent. But, yeah. No, it's good, man. No, I mean, this has been going about four or five months, and it, yes, it's been mental because everyone's been. Seven likes talking about nostalgia. I mean, you, you do all the. He said you do all the, the current stuff with obviously mm, the podcasts yeah. and stuff, and he said Stell's lot and Hammers chat. They all do the, you know, how shit the club is. And rah, 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 yeah, yeah, that stuff. I just do nostalgia and things yeah. like that. No, it's nice though. It's something different, mate. It's something yeah. different. It's a, it was. It's a good idea. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good fun. Um, so. Dan, obviously, we know you. Obviously, you do this. You know, worked out, work with the guys at United and stuff like that. And we know if you listen to your podcast, you know you're a massive West Ham fan. The the first question I always ask everyone is is why. Um, well, with, with me, it's just the... I've asked myself that question many, many years. Yeah, since, I know. Yeah. yeah, but for me, it's a boring one. It's geographical and family. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you know, my nan and granddad are from Custom House, so um, yeah. you know, as a result. They just followed West Ham, and then from there, it's just worked its way down. Weirdly, my brother and my dad are not West Ham fans. They're actually, my brother's United and my dad's Newcastle. Try and work that one out, considering they're both from the East End. It's a bit weird, but, um, but uh, yeah, but everyone else in the family is all West Ham, and, yeah, we've, we've just kind of passed it on, and my brother's got a two-year-old now. And uh, he bought him a United kit, and I've refused to let him wear it. So we've yeah. got to make sure he's West Ham as well. But yeah, it's just a, yeah. just geographical and family. Unfortunately, it's a bit yeah. not, no, no exciting stories. No, but this it's time. not. Yeah, but it isn't. Yeah, but I mean, it is. I mean, there are. You know, I'm the same. Geographical and family. Both sides of my family supported West Ham. I had no chance. I think we 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 sort of brought the lineage back to. Uh, I think my great 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 granddad was like coach of the ironworks or something like that right, and so okay. you know it was i didn't have a chance and my daughter hasn't got a chance you know three days three days old and i got a picture of her in the playoff trophy um <laughs> her due her due date you would appreciate this as a new dad her due date was actually the playoff final um and i had a really good ticket um like a front row seat and so i went to wembley and <laughs> It's free as well. Risky. Yeah, I, mean, I was walking. I was I was working as well. So I was you know I was doing. I was being chaperoned to Bubbles and Hammer the Hit. Hammer, um, you know, uh, fucking comic. What's the guy's name? What's, 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 oh my god, Bubbles yeah, the Ham- Bear, Hammerhead, isn't it? Yeah, Hammerhead. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hammerhead. Jesus, it's not like I haven't worked at the club for twenty years or something like that. Um, God dear, I haven't seen him. That's why because they're not. They're not they haven't yeah, let him it must in. must be weird for you at the club, mate. Yeah, he, he like, hasn't. It must be weird at the minute. He's weird. He hasn't part. He didn't. He didn't. You know, he's not one of the chosen few to get there. Old Hammerhead and Bubbles the Bear. They leave him at Zoom. So on those Zoom meetings, he's always in there, Hammerhead, and he's just like, oh, bless him. <laughs> Put his costume on. <laughs> you know, it's like school of guns. Does he yeah, no, it is weird, man. It is very, very weird. It's so much so that I have to always put on like the Irons United live streams or the Hammers chat or West Ham, you know, West Ham fan TV, just to have something in the background. Yeah, yeah. And also yeah. just to fuck fuck them off a bit as well, yeah. because obviously I'm about three minutes ahead of them all. So I'll be like, go! I won't say it's four. <laughs> and they go, oh, fuck off, Russ. Oh, Don't do this to wait. us now. Exactly. Yeah, but it's all good fun. I actually won. I think it was the Brentford game or the Bournemouth game. Might have been both. I actually jumped on and was the fourth guest on the Irons United one because it was so boring, the game. So I just had to walk around the stadium and stuff like that as well with them. But bless them. But yeah, it is weird. It is very, very strange. Yeah, but um, when, when you're watching the football, are you a crowd noise on or off type person? Uh, a bit of both at the minute. Yeah. A bit of both. It depends, to be honest with you. It's so strange watching it without crowd noise. Mm. It is so, so weird. Um, yeah. But but then that the crowd noise is just not the same, is it? So there are times where I just think, oh, quick, turn that off. A lot of the time I've been watching the football without the volumes. I don't even listen to the commentary at the minute. Yeah. I just watch the ball get kicked about because it's just an odd just an odd way to watch football, to be honest with you. As a season ticket holder as well, you're, you're usually there every home game. Yeah. And now it's like I'm having to watch the own games from home. And that's just weird to me. It's yeah. just so, so weird to me. Um, I, I miss the whole event that is football. Because yes. yeah, yeah. really, let's be honest, a lot most West Ham fans don't go for the football. If they do, yeah. they, they're not they're not going they for like world-class football, yeah, yeah. are they? <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of us go for the social, see our pals, yeah. you know, catch up with people and what you've done in the week and whatever. And, yeah, I'm just missing the, the whole event, really, rather than... Uh, and just going to the games is a bit yeah, strange. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? It's, it's that, as you said, it's like, although I, actually I'm surprised how well people have sort of adjusted to it because like, you know, we've had, oh, I'm always invited to Zoom watch along parties and stuff like that from various fan groups and they do keep together and obviously uh, the YouTube stuff and obviously Facebook and Twitter and they, you know, yeah. I'm surprised how well people have, you know, if anyone's struggling, you can see them all jumping on and helping each yeah, other Yeah, people, people have adapted, haven't they? Yeah, they people have. People have adapted to the situation really, really well. I think it's helped. I think it has helped that a lot of the football's on the TV. I think yeah. that's, that's really helped. The fact that, you know, the whoever the, you know is in charge of that sort of thing like the month of september all the games were on the telly again yeah. um i don't know if that's going to be a, the same this month but so, yeah. but yeah you know i think that's helping because people still feel involved yeah. um, especially those people that are used to going every single week so yeah you're right yeah there is that i mean fuck i mean my 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 eight-year-old daughter managed to teach my mother-in-law how to use facetime and whatsapp so you know that's the great thing that you know you're going to get it soon. You won't. You, you, you're IT support. <laughs> I don't, I'm not <laughs> IT support now. It's my eight year old daughter, and she's the one. My wife goes, Flo, what's happened with this app? Oh, mummy, oh, you got to reset yeah, it. But yeah, I'm, I'm already there, mate. I, I builders around doing something the other day with the alarm, and they couldn't do it. I ended up going out there and having to sort it out for them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know, but then, but then anything like putting together a, I don't know, a flat pack or painting a wall. And I'm yeah. just, I'm useless. Honestly, I just, it's like the wife gets a man. She'll look at it and go, oh, look, that, that wall needs painting. Yeah, I'll um, I'll ask Tony to come and do it. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm here. Just, I'm just, here. Use my, just use my dad's line. He's always preparing. 
Yeah, I yeah. do that another day. I'll prepare. I'll prepare to do that another day. I always, you know, I always did it because I was like during lockdown. Joe, my wife's like, "Oh, do you want to clear that up or do put the garage away?" Yeah, yeah. I've put that down to do on Thursday. Otherwise, if I do it now, then I'll have nothing to do. You know, you've got to eke it out. Yeah, it's you good know, point. otherwise. So now I've got my excuse now, but yeah. Mm. Now it's I'm no, sorry, love. I've got to go and uh, we'll go and chat to Dan now, so I can't put the flow to bed tonight. So ah, yeah, it's, so, it's good, so. a good enough excuse, mate. It is a good enough excuse. Do you remember your first game, Dan? Oh god, yeah. Um, my first game was West Ham Man United, which is why my brother is a Man United fan. Uh, we were taken with obviously the idea that we would both fall in love with West Ham, eventually be season ticket holders together. Yeah. And it'll be something we did. And um, unfortunately, Ryan Giggs uh, played a blinder and my brother fell in love. And that was it. It was like love at first sight with my brother and, and Ryan Giggs. And uh, yeah, I think it finished 2-2. Ludo had an unbelievable yeah. day at the office. I'm pretty sure it was that game. But yeah, long time ago, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah long, long right. time it ago. Is about, and it is about the the sort of the, the routine. I was with someone the other day and, and they were saying how their their nan used to live near the ground and used to put the, the bins out to get the car park spaces. And you remember that all those all those bins. It's like yeah. I remember my granddad, bless him, he would he would like he had this Vauxhall Cavalier or something like that and he would and he would nudge it and like the, the bins were like this this small. It's like some poor fuckers pulled up with their you know not getting there mate. Not getting so there. so after after I met my wife her yeah. her brother and um, my father-in-law they're um they're west Ham fans as well yeah, and my season ticket was just along from there so i started traveling to the game with uh with like charlie and fred and fred has got like um like an alarm company basically and yeah. uh, so one of his clients has got uh, like an office in east Ham. so every match day it was can i use that parking space again so straight away just park up there yeah. and then walk up to the garage so he always had a parking space yeah, yeah. Was, everyone know. everyone found a way didn't they well now you always up found park. Like, yeah and you always had like it was like you had like three or four positions so if it was like oh it's oh it's busy today you know when it's busy when like position two you can't go yeah. and you got to yeah. go down the road turn right and yeah that is one thing about having no fans is i do get a car park space at the stadium yeah, easy peasy and all, I would imagine. Easy peasy. Eh? Home in 25 minutes, you know what I mean? Hornchurch, no worries. Straight down the A12. Although, no, they they, well, they stopped it. They cut off the road at, at Westfield. She had to go all around the back. Now I put him in all lane. But anyway, oh, what an inconvenience. Aren't <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the thing. It's just like, but it's always rituals, isn't it? Like all the rituals mm. you used to do and uh, Ken's Calf or Urcans. We used to go to Fish and Chip Shop, the old Urcans Fish and Chip Shop on Barking Road. But uh, yeah, no, it's funny nice. times. It is funny. Yeah, it's sad when you think about it, but it's... Um... Oh, yeah, mate. I was... I, I, I miss it. I miss it a lot. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Everyone's going to have their opinion on the stadium that we're in now. Yep. You know, I'm obviously one of the older school that remembers Upton Park very, very well. Was a season ticket holder there for, for many years. And mm. so it's just not the same. The match day experience... I think it's not so much that, you know, the stadium, I don't really think it matters where you watch the football. You know, no. like there were places in Upton Park you could have sat and the view wouldn't have been amazing. No. But I think it's the it's the match day experience. You know, you come out of the station now, you've got that walk up to the ground. There's not much about yeah. it. Whereas before, you know, it was completely it's different. Bustle, the energy. Yeah, the minute you yeah, get out of the yeah. station, the energy was real. You You're know, right, like you yeah. used to get the butterflies and I don't really get that anymore. I don't no, get that anymore. And I think that's indicative of modern football as well, Dan. I mm. think, you know, because it's like you look at all these big, you know, to make a big stadium, it has to be out the outskirts really isn't it so yeah. you do have and it's like that's why i like i love wembley the stadium but i hate that walk from wembley yeah. park because it's just like sterile it is like walking from stratford to london stadium it is yeah you know, it is it's no going away but it's just it is just 
concrete and nothing buzzy about it, you know, but having the sort of, you know, like Bramall Lanes, which are just literally stuck in a fucking awful estate, you know, yeah. you don't get that anymore now. And it's yeah. just like the more and more places are sort of, you know, more and more, more state, big stadiums are coming up and, but um, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, but anyway, if the team were, if the team were like, Top six, top eight. The stadium's the last thing people moan about. Yeah, it? people just... wouldn't moan. People wouldn't moan. Yeah. Unfortunately, as West Ham fans, we're always going to find something to moan about, aren't we? <laughs> it's and unfortunately, something... it's the like, stadium. It's and, like fucking, you know... fucking popcorn, popcorn. Yeah. This is like they were selling peanuts in the fifties. They weren't moaning about them, were you? Yeah. Fucking cashews. But um, just, yeah, everyone's going to find something. Yeah. Mate. yeah, we love a moan, don't we? But I think that's why we're, that's what makes West Ham fans West Ham fans. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think we, you know, we. we the fact is we're, we're hardened we're sort of i mentioned it the other day you know like when when you learn the guitar for the first time you have to get the calluses on your fingers so you have to sort of that's like being a west ham fan you get like the calluses so yeah it's a, it's a that's a someone who plays the drums mate i know exactly what you're on about yeah, exactly yeah, so you get, get you get the, yeah when you get your calluses there yeah, so you can hold the sticks yeah yeah. My daughter's trying to learn the job. She's eight and she just, we just bought her an electric kit and she hasn't uh, it's the best. It once since. Oh, it's the best age to learn though when you're so young, mate, because yeah. you just don't think about it. The older no. you get, you, you you think way too much. I've been playing yeah. since I was since I was little, so yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like breathing to me now. It's like second yeah. nature. No, but... Yeah, it's, it's true, yeah. It's like we had, um, I, I was so, like if I was playing fucking you know, lockdown bingo, I would have probably won because I bought myself a ukulele like everyone did for like 20 quid off Amazon. And it's like, and I, because I play the guitar. So I played the, learned to play the ukulele and I can't go back to the guitar now because it's just like, it feels like a fucking cello, you know, it's so <laughs> big. I'm used to having this little George Formby type thing. I said George Foreman. They did the grill, didn't he, George Foreman? But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I'm just looking at this drum kit, this Roland kit, and it's just gathering dust. Gathering dust. It's not good, mate. You'll get used to that. Come Christmas. Yeah, you'll get I used know, to that. yeah, I know. Not looking forward that's the to thing. it. Mate. We ain't got the room now. So God we, knows what it's going to be like I'm once in, we start. I'm in the room that's been built. This is like, we've got this sort of like, <laughs> we had to, yeah, we've got this massive sort of like summer house garage thing. And we built this just so she could fill it, she could buy more shit to put into the house, more toys, <laughs> more LOL dolls. And God, anyway, we yeah. digress in this channel as we want yeah. to do. But, um, but yeah, no, I, and obviously, you know, since then, as you said, season ticket holder for many years. Um, where, where do you where do you sit in? Or well, not at the moment, but at the London Stadium. Where are you at the moment? So I'm in the uh, Bobby Moore end. Is it? I'm with Stell. I can't even remember. Jesus. Yeah, it's the Bobby Moore end. I'm literally two seats away from Stell and all that. Are you on the? Are you are you in the technically the the new straightened bit or? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I'm that. Oh, I like that. Looks alright. Yeah, my seat's actually further away though. It will. That's what it looked. Whether or not it will be, we. I don't yeah. think we'll really be able to tell until we get in there. But yeah, yeah, from the from the little mock up they've done, it looks like I'm two seats further back. But but no, it looks. I don't know if we're any closer or any further away. Mm. I don't really it's, think it matters. Aesthetically, it looks. It does look a bit better. Yeah, I think, but then you've got. Yeah, the I can imagine. And then, but then for me, it was the sides that needed it's doing more bits, than yeah, the ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. We'll Who knows, mate? Who knows what happens? They might just, you know, it might just go into, you know, LS93, three might go into, you know, shit up without a paddle and then just give it to us and then we can just, you know, who knows? Do who you knows? think, do you think, it is a question for you though, do you think they would actually change it though? Do you think they would actually do any work to it if they did own it? Yeah, I think they would. Honestly, I, honestly, I really think they would because I think that's, that, you know, we know that's a major gripe, isn't it? And, and it just, I mean, it, you know, the fact is if that's, it's it's a it's 
it's the right elephant in the room, really, isn't it? Right. I've just put two analogies together. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what you mean. Though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, the state that, that the stadium is the thing which everyone has like a mixed views on. You know, for me, I'm I'm very pro the stadium. Mm. The only reason was in the background, Upton Park, bless it, bowling was falling apart in the back. I, mean, I said a fucking tape deck. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I still had a tape deck and. Um, yeah, the thing, the thing with to stop hammer time as well. It's quite funny. I think the thing with Upton Park, as much as we all loved it, unless that could have been redeveloped, then they they had no they had yeah. no option really. No. You know, you either invest the money and redevelop it and try to make it bigger and so on and so on, or you have to do what they did and you know you move stadium. Yeah, I think I think the bit. Do you know what? I don't actually think people's. I don't think people have got a problem with the stadium per se. I think they've got a problem with the promises that were made that the stadium yeah, would bring us and they and saying, they never yeah. delivered. I think that's the issue more sure. so. Yeah, I get you. I get you. And I think also, you know, we have these these claret tinted glasses, you know, of oh this wonderful stadium of of the bowling. There is no chance you could do any social distancing at that at that stadium no, now. No. There's no way you'd be getting back until next season on that stadium. At least London yeah. Stadium is set up. You know, they have done a pucker job on on how well it is, you know, how easy it is. Well, it was quite funny the other day, not not name dropping or anything, but I was waiting at the lift, waiting to go back down down the lift and um Next to me was Glenn Hoddle and whoever was commentating. It might have been Clive Tilsley or someone. I don't know who it was. And and in the lift, there's these stickers and they're on the floor. And basically, there's two feet and they're facing the wall. So they want you to go in the lift and face the wall like opposite <laughs> sides. And bless them, both of them walked up and stood like that. And they said, do you want to come in? I went, no, you're right, Glenn. Go on, son. Wow, that's... Uh, there we go. There's a claim okay. to fame. There's a claim oh, to yeah. fame. But I mean, with, you know... I mean, you know, when the bloody district line went down and it was just, if it's just like pissing it down, you've got to walk all the way. To yeah, there, were, there, were, there were bits of it. There were bits of it that were, yeah. were not ideal. I lived in Dagenham yeah. at the time when we were at Upton Park. And so the journey was easy enough. But like you say, the minute those trains yeah. went down, that, that was it. How do you get home? you got to walk all the way to... He's down and jumping on, on a him, bus or whatever. He used to see him drudging along to Barking Road, Barking Station on the on the drive home. I was like, oh, bless him. But uh, yeah, anyway, God bless it. God bless it. But as you said, from, you know, for your, your kid now, they will know West Ham played it. Yeah, that's all they're going to so, know as Same well. as Flo, yeah, same as my daughter. Well, I did manage to get her in, literally. I got a picture of her. You know, I broke in, and so she she did go to the, to Upton Park, um, bless her, on the pitch of her shirt. But yeah, she doesn't no recollect no recollection. Yeah, yeah. That, but it is what it is, man. Right, okay. Yeah. Let let's go and talk about the eleven. Let's go and talk about eleven. So, um, everyone we've interviewed, bar I think it's three people, uh, Mr. Redknapp, Mr. Bishop, and Mr. Rear Coker, picked their elevens. Um, and so the idea is, everyone we get on, we say, you know what what's your hammers 11 so the only rule is you have to be alive to a scene and play mm-hmm. and you play any formation you want and you can talk about whoever you want doesn't have to be the okay. best players doesn't have to be the worst can be whatever you want man and that's the yep. way it works um so we'll start off in goal who's yeah. in goal for the for the down 11 um so i've gone 442 classic nice. you know classic. 442 mike bassett loves the 442 doesn't he Love so it. that's why i stuck with it um i've gone rob green in goal oh, um rob green it was him or ludo but mm. I did. But I'll be honest with you. As much as I remember Ludo, I didn't see him play as often. But Greeno just went through a stage, didn't he, for us, um, where he was just phenomenal for a good few yeah. years. Really rated him. Obviously, it was that point where he was so informed. He was 
calls for England, and I'll never forget the England number six on his gloves that yeah. he had printed that time. And that just endeared him with me because I'm, I'm all about that sarcastic humour. I absolutely love yeah. that. But, yeah, just this Rob Green for me in goal. Not much more yeah. needs to be said. I just thought he was phenomenal. There was a good three or four years where I just thought, you know, he was bang on. And then, as luck should have it, he goes off to England, makes a few mistakes, and his career never really recovered, That's did it? Trouble, it? It's probably goalkeepers, though, isn't it? One mistake, and, you know, it's like Scott Carson, and, you know, we had a spate, didn't we? Every goalkeeper used to fuck it up. after. And it know, seems to affect goalkeepers more than any other position. Yeah. That, that, I mean, they have one big mistake that it just, mm. they don't seem to have the mentality to, like, recover like outfield players do for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. You know, like, we, we, you know, you've got other goalkeepers at the moment. De Gea, for instance, is going for an awful time mm. of it. Kepper mm. at Chelsea, you know, to the point where they've replaced him. So it just seems, yeah. you know, it just seems like they have that one big error and they just never be, never pull it cool. back enough to, like... But I think it's because, I just think the nature of a... I think, again, I think it's the nature of modern football. They're so more precious now do you know mm. what i mean it's like you know back in the day i mean my granddad used to call it ludo loopy ludo because yeah he would have those well-beating games like always against man united but then he'll fluff one and flap at one and but he was yep. strong enough in a mentality to just you know almost like yeah. a golfer you have to sort of play it shrug it off otherwise you're fucked for the next shot in yeah yeah um, definitely yeah greeno and he and he's the hardest working goalkeeper that i've when obviously I've been interviewing people like Jimmy Walker and stuff like that, and he goes, "Yeah, Greeno wasn't the best goalkeeper technically, but he he's it, when he goes because obviously he's training, he's doing the Ips, he's goalkeeper coach for Ipswich or something like that. Jimmy's at the moment, and he says when any young goalkeeper comes in, he goes, he literally puts him in front of a tape of Robert Green, he goes, just watch this boy. He is how you need to be in terms of, you know, technically, but also in terms of work ethic and stuff like that. And yeah, um, you you always love to hear that though, don't you? You yeah. always want to hear that the players are trying, you know, one of those, he's one of those players who does it on the training pitch as well as out there, you know, in front of the fans. There's, there's nothing worse. You know, there's plenty of players out there that don't train hard no. and that drives me mad. You know, all yeah. that talent in the world and you can't, you know, some of them don't fulfil their potential because of because of that. And I like yeah. the fact that Greeno probably admitted to himself, he probably weren't the best keeper, but if he worked yeah. hard, then yeah, he'd get his chance. At that time, we had Jimmy and then we had Roy Carroll. And he and he said, Roy Carroll was the best goalkeeper he's ever worked with. And I was like, really? He went, yeah. Wow. He was. I was like, you're right, Jim. Because now, honestly, technically, he was brilliant. Maybe me and him went on too many nights out in Epping. Yeah, maybe you did. Then he's talking. So, Jim, so where did you live? I lived in Epping. Around, oh, near 195. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Bless him. <laughs> God bless him. Right, all right. We'll put Greeno in. If we're playing 4-4-2, let's go left back then, Dan. Uh, Julian Dix. Oh. Easiest, the easiest Talking about pick. somebody don't train, Julian yeah. Dix. <laughs> but honestly, it was this was the easiest pick for me. Dix, yeah, yeah, Dix yeah. is one of the reasons why I support West Ham. Um, yeah. He was the only man I was going to have in here at left back. To be fair, I could like I'm after Frank Lampard Senior. Obviously, yeah. like I, I know my West Ham history. I've sat down. I've watched a lot of old footage of other pl- yeah. older players and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like that was that was before my time. So Julian Dix was the one that I. I remember seeing, you know, very early on when I started following the club and watching the club. Mm. I just love the fact it was so hard in the tackle. Decent, you know, very good captain for us, led by example. Just absolutely loved him. We have to forget about that little moment he had when he went off to Liverpool. We just we forget that. We we act like that yeah. didn't happen. But he was the last yeah. person to score in front of the old cop, I believe. So there we go. But yeah, but yeah no. Julian Dix for me. Just yeah. hard as nails, mate. I love that. And I want that in a defender. That's what I, yeah. you know, if I'm a manager, that's what I want in a defender. Even in the that. modern game, I know players have got a bit soft now, but I, I still absolutely love seeing a, 
you know, a player decent in the tackle. Like Kufal, we see it a few yeah, times, didn't say, we, against yeah, Leicester? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, yeah. brilliant. And I, I like, you know, I like seeing that. And it's Pete, and it's, it's he was because he was such an intelligent football player. He read the game so well. He mm. wasn't quick, particularly when he came back. You know, bless him, he had one leg basically. Yeah, yeah. On. Um, and he could just read the game. He wasn't beaten for you know. These guys could have walked past him in terms of pace, but he wasn't going to let. I remember once, I think it was Man United actually, and the ball came over and Cantona was behind him, and he did that little flick over, which he always used to do. But did it over Cantona, and Cantona just stood there, and nodded. Yeah, and you went. Fuck it, you know. If if, if Eric says, yeah, if you're getting playing, a nod from the king, as as uh, as United fans call him, then yeah, yeah you must have been pretty decent. Yeah, but decent. yeah, I think people ignore the fact that he was quite technically gifted as well, because obviously you know he was known, think, yeah. you know, he was known for his more of his hard man style of yeah. defending, weren't he? So I think a lot of people kind of forget that about him. But but yeah, he made do, didn't he? Yeah, especially but later right. on in his career. Exactly, but you're right. I mean, outside of West Ham exactly that they didn't think see him in terms of the fact he had this absolute wand of a left foot and uh in west ham we all knew how good he was you know and it's just technically i think i think he was yeah he was one of the best left backs never to, well, he was the best left back never to play for england yeah yeah well yeah so definitely all right, yeah, i'm okay. not really one for penalties either but i did love the way he took a penalty you know no chance was there? there's no yeah. chance the keepers are getting them yeah. And 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 that's and again I've been talking. It's funny you talk to people about and oh Julian's and obviously before his time, you know, Stewart and the way they just like would thump him. No one does that anymore now, do they? Hmm. No one but, just takes a run up and just hits it. It's this so everyone... it's this stutter now yeah. that winds me up. It's you know it's just yeah you know, I just take the penalty. I know like Noble Mark Noble's a very very good penalty taker. Yeah, I think I was reading something recently. I think he's like the second in Europe overall yeah. in the last ten years or something Better for taking penalties. Yeah, it was yeah. mad. But um, but like obviously, but his placement's good. With him, he might yes. not have the power, but his placement's so good that like yeah. that's enough. But there's no there's none of that silliness that's... with the stuttering and the stepping yeah, like and all that. Pogba, but if... oh, oh, that that. That little is it Pogba who does the silly little walk? Yeah, does that oh, it's all oh, it's weird. God. Yeah, it really winds me up. It's like yeah. just put the ball down and thump it. Particularly those penalty shoot. I mean, you've seen we've seen a lot of penalty shootouts recently mm. with all their like the Carabao Cup and stuff like that. And you know, a lot of those players just dink it. It's like what is you know, you've got so much I think there was one of them where he dinked it and it went in, but the keeper dived and had time to get back up and could have easily saved it. It was like, you know, it's like Oh, it really winds me up. There's lots of things about the modern game I hate as well, uh, which will probably come out. Right, who's going to be right back then, Dan? Uh, Thomas Repka. I'm, oh, I'm going. I'm going equally as hard on the going other side. All in. Um, the thing I liked about, well, I don't know if I should say liked, but the thing about it, you just never know what he was going to get. He was a madman. No, that's what you, we like him. Yeah. But I think that is what it was. I think he just, mm. you know, endeared himself to the fans because of what's a lunatic he was. I think as a fan base, we just like seeing that in a player. Um, you know, and again, and again, it's like, it's another hard man, isn't it? It's another one who's going to clean you out at the first chance. Um, I think obviously like, didn't he get something like four reds, didn't he, in his career? I he think got, people yeah, think he got a few more than that. Because well, he got so many, I think he got two in his it was first very early four on, games, didn't he? Yeah. Something like that. But he got a bit of a rep for himself, didn't he? For, yeah. for being a bit of a naughty boy, but he, but he actually weren't. But no, I just, Right back was the hard, one of the harder positions for me. I don't really remember seeing too many good right backs in my time, you know, like um, I'm not really a fan of <laughs> the right back we've got at the minute in Fredericks. Um, obviously, I think Johnson's probably got a bit of a potential, but yeah, I can't, I couldn't really remember too many. No. Someone said to me, oh, when I was putting my list together, I was sitting down with um, 
with Luke, who I do the podcast with, yeah. and he, he threw out Sebastian Schemmel, and I was like, didn't he have like one good season? I can't, I can't have him in how, there, like one season years, wonder. He was having the year that season, <laughs> and then because he had air like yours first season, and second yeah, season yeah. he came back and he had like a crop, and he was like Samson, you know, all of his football, he just you know forgot all his how mojo to play. Had gone <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's and then there was Faux Bear, so I think. Faux Bear, Bear, yeah. He was the one that there was a lot of promise, and didn't he do his like Achilles or something in pre-season? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. In typical was, West Ham fashion. He was the first one that I did the whole YouTube clips. You know, I, that was the first one I remember when we saw, oh, who's this guy? And on YouTube, he had like, I was like, wow, this guy's brilliant. He's rapid. Yeah, and he did his Achilles in, I think we in Switzerland or something like that, pre-season. And he came back. And then we had to resort to putting like, James Tompkins right back and stuff like that. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's never been the position. Maybe I'm hoping Kufal might be the the. Uh, Hopefully, he looked he looked really good against Leicester. I got to give oh. him some due as well. He had one training session, didn't he? Signed two days before <laughs> the game, like, and he put in an absolute shift. Like, he was match, phenomenal. Really. He, phenomenal. Barnes a chance, really. Bless him. But I just thought he was, yeah, he was brilliant. And yeah, as you said, it's a it's a position we've always just not done well. The yeah, last yeah. One I can well, full fullbacks in general. Fullbacks yeah. in general, especially in modern modern sort of yeah. times, like After last Julian, decade, yeah. we've we've really struggled, haven't we? we in yeah. both those areas, we, it's an area that we really do need to start investing in, in my opinion, because it's it's one of the more important positions in the game now. Even more so, you know. Definitely. So a lot of attacks are built on those flanks. So well, it's now now it's you know you got to think Julian and, and Repka. I mean, Repka, you wouldn't see doing a you know a fifty yard run down the. No, you know, no. He, he's a defender, wasn't he? And so now mm. the modern game is they're more. You know, they're not really defenders. They're auxiliary midfielders, really. Yeah, yeah, wingers, definitely. So, um, yeah, it's you need to have that that pace, and obviously that's what Fredericks had. But he just didn't really have anything else. Bless him at the moment. But uh, yeah. at least with Masawaka, you've played him. At, you know, as almost like a winger, really. I mean, Stell's spitting feathers because he's playing really well. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, is, it comes up a lot. Trust me, it comes it up does. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old Stell, yeah, Masawaka. I want to get him a t-shirt for Christmas. I think just <laughs> just just just, just like Masawaka. Masuaku, like smiling or something just to get it put on a t-shirt for him. Well, He'd yeah, absolutely love it. Superimpose him, just hugging Masuaku. Oh, <laughs> right, we'll put we'll put Repka, and he was one. Of, I mean, he was a centre back, weren't he? They put him to right back, and he just seemed to work at right back. Yeah, yeah, it just worked. And he, so he wasn't even bought as a set as a right back as well. You know, he just ended up there. Bless him. Right, let's go centre halves. Then Danny's your first centre half, man. Uh, I'm going to go uh, James Collins. There's nice. there's lots of centre halves, right? But for me, a few of them. I didn't see play enough. Obviously, yeah. we've had some very good centre halves in that time, but there's a few I didn't see play enough. I mean, James Collins, though, what it is with James Collins, he first joined the club, he struck up that partnership with Gabadon. I hope he was mm. solid as a rock back there. He went off to Villa, and we were just the worst team after he went. Yeah, true. And and it and it just ruined all that work that had been done at the back. And then he mm. came back the second time. And yeah, he just, he just, for me, he just got cult hero status, didn't he? And he genuinely loves the club. Like you can tell that, you know, he would have bled for the club, yeah. put his body on the line. The thing is as well, he always had a mistake in him every single yeah. game. It was a standing joke with me and my brother-in-law. We'd always say, is he on the starting lineup? He'd be there. You know, right. What minutes he going to make the mistake? Because he'd always yeah. have one in him and they wouldn't necessarily be bad mistakes. He might like no. air kick it or he might let someone in. He weren't blessed with pace, was he? But yeah, James Collins has to be in there. Um, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite quite difficult for the centre-halves. It was him, you know, the two I've put in have just made it in over two others. Um, sure. I was going to go potentially Winston Reid, 
But yeah. I just preferred just preferred Collins to read. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. When he came back, he became. I, I, I to be honest, I, I don't remember much of his first time. I'll be honest. It's like, but his second time, he just came back and he just looked more like a West Ham player. You know, he had a skinhead, he had a big, yeah. he, had a, he had a big beard. He just, and obviously working with Richard Dunn at Villa, he just had that sort of like Richard Dunn-esque, you know, mm. body on the line. And and obviously, famously, we bought Gabadon because we wanted Collins. That was mm. that's what I always yeah, heard. Yeah. So you know, he just sort of repaid that on the second stint. Right, all right. I put Jin Jin. Uh, who's Jin's gonna? Uh, partner in the centres. Uh, James Tompkins, I've gone with. Oh, James. So I, I, I still to this day think it was one of the biggest mistakes we made selling. Yes. I genuinely think he would be up there with Nobes, with, with mm. that cult hero. I, I genuinely yeah. do. I think he'd be up there with Nobes. Um, I, I think the fans. I still think the fan, even when the fans watch him play for Palace, I think we're gutted. A lot of fans, yeah. I do. Gen, genuinely do. I, he was very consistent. And again, he was a bit of a utility defender, weren't he? He played he right was, back. Yeah. He played yeah. left back in his time. Like He could kind of do it all. Again, a bit like Collins. We, we'd probably get done with his defence, to be fair. It's not blessed with pace, is it, at all? But but technically, he was good at reading the game. And so that's, yeah. you know, that, that bailed him out. A, a lot like Collins. It gets, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card if you can technically read the game. But, yeah, but I just, yeah, he's always solid for me. I just thought he was yeah. always solid. I, and I hate the fact he wears a Palace shirt now. And I just... Yeah, it was, it was one of those ones where, you know, with hindsight... It's like because I think we did we sell him and then we, I think we had like two or three centre back injuries where he would have probably played yeah. most of that season. It's like and you, the West you know, you look at the centre backs we got now. Yeah, no, no, no disrespect. So you look at the centre backs we got now. I'd have him in there as as one of the four. Mm. He do he do a really good job. Like yeah. in in there, do you know what I mean? Diop is so massively inconsistent. There's a very good player in there. I do believe there's a very good player in there, but he's so inconsistent. Mm. Oggy's literally the only consistent defender we've got. It's mad when I think about Ogbonna. He was awful at times, but the last two years he's been solid as a rock. Those three of them are sort of like, it's been like changing places. You know, it was Balbuena and Diop. They were the two. Yeah. Ogbonna wasn't getting a look in. Then it was Diop and Ogbonna, and Balbuena wasn't getting a look in. Now I don't think Diop's getting walking back into the side when he comes no, back from himself. No, Balbuena's been brilliant coming in. Like, and has, you think about the season he had last year. Like, it's amazing stink. to think that he's turned that corner. But yeah, yeah, for me, like I, I always, I always think like every team it needs the four centre backs in case you 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 have your injuries and yeah. whatnot. And I, I just think that with Tompkins, he would, he'd still be in there. He'd still be playing football. I know he's. He's been a little bit injury prone in at this, at this bit of his career, but mm. I just think it was, you know, in hindsight, I'm pretty sure the club probably wouldn't have sold him. Yeah. And, no, and he'd still be a West Ham. Yeah. I was, <laughs> totally uh, as far as the others are concerned, I had Gabadon written down. I thought he was solid Gabbard, when he was with yeah. us, Winston Reid, like I mentioned. And Rio, I see Rio play twice. So it was yeah. like really, really early on. And I just don't like as good as he turned, as good as the player he turned into. I don't remember us. Seeing no, that Rio, yeah, he was yeah. no nowhere near the finished article when he was no. at West Ham, so yeah, didn't want to put it him doesn't in. Doesn't that? It very rarely happens we get a player in their palm. You know what I mean? It's always, yeah, yeah. They're always bookended. It's either Sheringham or Rio. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like never that. Maybe once or twice banging that yeah. middle in that palm, but I'm, we might even come to one in a minute. Right? Okay. Let's go. Let's go left midfield. Then Let me go on the left. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Pyatt on the left. There we go. So I just got to see. Yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. This was. This is one of the easiest choices. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really, really was. Regardless of how he left the football club, we all have to forget that. That year yep. that he gave us was phenomenal. He was arguably, yeah. he was arguably one of the best midfielders 
in the world that year. Was, yeah. Like he was up there. He really, really was. And you could see why all the big clubs came calling and why they were yeah. looking at selling him and, re- and buying him. And really, if you think about it, you think about the nature that he left. If the club had been clever, they should have just sold him in that summer because they would have got yeah. 50 odd million quid for him rather than selling yeah. him for half that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When, and I know that the fans wouldn't have been happy about it, but the fans would have looked at it later on and gone, actually, we did well there. Because we, yeah. we signed him for like 11 million quid. Like, yeah. cost nothing. He came from France. No one knew anything about him. <laughs> and he absolutely tore the Premier League to pieces, didn't he? It was, it was yeah. unbelievable. Like, there's only, there's only one other player who was skillful and had that flair that I've seen play, who's, who's made it into my team. There was only one other player that yeah. really got my bum off the seat like he yep. did like you. he was just one of them and let's be honest as well free kick guaranteed the goal it was as good as a it penalty was, yeah it was like a penalty and it's like it was just anywhere 35 yards out you're like here we go he ignored go. the laws of physics. That I still to this day can't believe. It. Like, okay. I, I still watch it. This the one against Crystal Palace. It just defies the laws of physics. I just yeah, don't yeah. know how he got that much whip and that much dip on it. And oh. yeah, he was just phenomenal, unbelievable, really, really he was, unbelievable. He was player. like he was one of the guys that all your mates who supported other teams wanted. Not like because <laughs> occasionally it might be like, oh, you know, you know, my Tottenham fans might want this player because they need a centre back. But everyone wanted Pyatt. He was the man. You know, it's like. You felt like you know you had a special, and he did it from day one. I remember South End, that that friendly, and he was doing it from there. And you know, most players, obviously foreign players, come in, they take time, don't they, to bed yeah. in, straight off. You know, and I think someone sent me a, a an infographic the other day. He's, I think, he's created the most chances in the last decade across the Europe, across the five. European yeah. leagues or something. It's a shame, really, that he's playing over in France because you don't really hear too much. But, no. he, you know, you look at his numbers, he's still playing very, very well. Yeah. Still yeah, doing yeah. absolute bits out there. But, um, but yeah, no, he was just... And he gave us a good moment on Mastagda as well. We was in Prague on Mastagda and we was playing United in the FA Cup. And the ball went down for that free kick. And everyone in the pub just went, oh, yeah, scan in this is this is going in this is, this is going to be a moment it was a moment for me brother to forget obviously with him being a man united fan yeah, yeah, but yeah. when he sat there and he had a, he just accepted the fact that ball was going in the back of the net yeah and that's that's how confident you were every time he sort of stepped up and he was just he was just a wizard weren't he unbelievable he, he, made, he made that last season what it was it wouldn't have yeah. been that yeah season, it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been at all no, 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 perfect. It was just, it doesn't, it doesn't happen very often where all the stars aligned. You know, the right manager, the right time, the right player, yeah, it, was like, it just worked. Yeah, it was the perfect player for a, a perfect season, really, wasn't it? it was, you know, yeah. it, yeah, it was yeah. just... Bless him. God bless him. God bless him. And, and, and he's, and you know, how he left, yeah, he, he's left every club like way. Yeah. Every club, you know, and, and Marseille took him back, you know, and he, he fucked them off for us and he came back two years later. But anyway, bless him. Right, let's go right wing. Here we go on the right midfield. Tricky Trev. Yeah, oh, Trevor Sinclair. We'll get a retweet. We'll get a retweet. <laughs> yeah, Tricky Trev, honestly. Five beautiful years. By the beautiful man, mate. He was wrong, weren't he? Love he him. was just I loved him. Loved him. Just joy to watch. Another one. He was just a joy to watch, you know. And um just did, did phenomenal things. Some of the some of the goals he scored, the one at the back post of Ollie, sort of over the head, sort of thing. Like he was the man who crossed for the, the Canio goal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, he could he couldn't have put he couldn't have put in a more beautiful ball, could he? Everyone remembers that everyone remembers that goal for the volley. But let's yeah. be honest, some people need to appreciate that and, ball and into also, the box. Before the tackle, Foe did an absolutely stonking the pass from Foe to, to Sinclair, he's almost as good as but but someone mentioned it the other day, I think it was Marshy when I was speaking to him, and he just said the audacity of Sinclair to even think, Oh yeah, Powell is gonna score this at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lob this over to him. You know, it's not like 
not, yeah, so, and let's trying. be honest, to put a ball in the box like that, you've got to have <laughs> exactly, some thought in your yeah. mind to think he's gonna stick he's, it away. He's gonna stick it, yeah. yeah. And it's not like he's gonna he's gonna it's not like Paolo's gonna have a towering header, you know, and he's he's gonna have to volley it, you know, he's not gonna beat anyone with with a head, you know. So it was uh yeah, it's crazy when you think about it like that. But uh and he did say, you know, when we interviewed Trevor, he was like saying, Yeah, I just I just knew it. he was doing it in training, did it all the time in training. It's like fucking hell. Absolutely mental. Right, Tricky Trev's in. God bless him. Yes. Um, central midfielder. Who's your first central midfielder, mate? Well, I'm going to go with Yossi. I know he nice. was more... He played wide, but he played inside as well, didn't he? he did, I just... Yeah. I loved Yossi. Absolutely loved him. Mm, he, he looked like he weighed as much as me, but he was one of the hardest players to knock off the football. Yes. He had good feet. And, um, actually, he scored one of my favourite goals, that, that chip against Fulham. Yeah, What's yeah. a goal? And his celebration afterwards. Yeah, I just... Yossi's up there. I just love Yossi Benio, and I thought he was brilliant. And that, that was another sign that came out of absolutely nowhere. I'd yeah. never heard of him. I did, didn't know too much about him. And then he comes in, and he was a workhorse, good in the tackle, you know, tackle. very good going forward, scored some good goals. And uh, obviously, he went on to play for all the big boys, didn't he? The, Liverpool, first, Chelsea. the first player to score a hat-trick in the Champions League, the FA Cup, the Premier League, and I think the League Cup as well. It just proves how good he was. There you go. It's nice start. Huh? Not playing for West Ham at the time. Obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it would have been nice if he'd done it. Would have been Ham, lovely but... Champions League. It would be lovely. Yeah. But yeah, that's what makes me laugh every time we like we do because obviously West Ham clips is a good friend of the channel, and when he always puts the the champions, when we like beat a team three 0 whatever. I just love it. But yeah, he's uh, Yoshi was the man, wasn't he? And and someone I can't remember who it was. It was a player. It might have been Matty Effington or someone like that said. He loved a tackle, you know, he's like, he would go in. You could see it in the game. a bit of rough, yeah. And it's weird because that weren't, if you actually think about his game, that weren't part of his game. No. But he did it. But you know, he yeah. got his foot stuck in. And, you know, if you if you go back and watch him, you'll see that actually he broke a lot of attacks up. He did a lot of that yeah. hard graft, even though he didn't need to. And uh, he was always at the forefront of, you know, a majority of the attacks. And, yeah, he was I just, it's just, he had to be him. He had to be him for yeah. me. Because he yeah. had the skill. He had the skill. He had the quick feet finish, but you know he did the hard work as well, and I appreciate Graft, any you. midfielder that gets involved in the hard work. Definitely, definitely right. Okay, Yoshi's in. Who's he going to partner then in the centre? So I feel a bit of a fraud because you can't you can't obviously see it on camera, but I actually have a I've got a picture of Mark Noble behind me that he's putting up, <laughs> but I'm not going with Noble. So now I feel a bit of a fraud because the pictures there behind me. But I'm going to go looking at you, going, why? Yeah, yeah. He's going. Why what do you mean? What do you mean I'm not in? Um, I was going to I was going to have. Him. I was going to have him, and he was in. Martin Noble was in there till probably the final hour, um, yeah. just because nice what a servant, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to go Scott Parker, Scotty P. Yeah, yeah, Scotty P. I just, I don't know. There's just something about Scott Parker's game that I preferred. Yeah, that's all it is. And I think without Scotty P, Noble don't do half the stuff he does. He learned mm -hmm. a lot off of Scott Parker. I even think he probably learned how to be a captain. Scotty P was I, decent. I, I totally agree. When he wore the armband and stuff, you know, like the famous, what was it, 3 0 down at half time? Weren't even captain. Weren't even captain. Yeah, but he got in there, he had a word, exactly. turned Get it around, him. and, yeah. uh, you know, he was just he was just a joy to watch. Again, I think he's one of those players. He weren't the best player. Like, I don't no. think he was the best player technically, but, but you know, every now and then he'd just do something that would would blow your mind, you know, like yeah. the, the outside of the foot one, he bent top corner, was it against Chelsea? I think it was. That was yeah, yeah, a phenomenal goal. The Scotty well, Parker well, as well. It was worth yeah. going over there. Just for, the, the yeah, just for that, you know. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, he, he just he just edges Nobes just because I think 
Nobes has a lot to thank Parker for. I think, you know, Nobes probably learned so much from Scotty Parker that, you know, no, that's why Nobes has been able to probably have, you know, the, the career that he's had mm. uh, and, and and go on to, a, you know, to, to, to be this amazing sort of West Ham legend. And I think, you know, Noble might not have won anything with, with the football club other than the, the playoffs and whatnot, but he's going to go down as a legend, you know. Yeah, you know no, no player's made more Premier League, you know, appearances than him and, you know, he's up there as one of the players with the most appearances and whatnot. So he's going to go yeah. down as a legend, but I do think he has a lot of it. Yeah. You know, he's going to thank Scott. Yeah. And I think actually it's, it's almost like this circle of life type thing. Cause obviously part, it, there's no doubt that Noble learned so much how to be captain and, and how to play for West Ham because of Scott. And there's no doubt that deck is learned so much from Mark. Mm. So it's, it's sort of like, and they've all passed down the, the Parker pirouette, yeah. you know, Mark, no, Noble does it all the time. And I know he's Dex done it recently, you know, a few times, and it's almost like it's a rite of passage, you know. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely. The thing no, is, if you, you know, if he was to do this again in a few years, guarantee Rice is going to make it in. Oh. You know, if if Rice was to stay, you know, past this year, I know a lot of us are worried about, you know, Rice eventually he's going to be poached by one of the big boys, and he, I just, you know, it's 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 going to happen. But I, I well, think under this ownership, maybe you know, depends what happens with a football club in the future, where none of us can predict. No, to predict that we're not Mystic Mega, are we? Unfortunately, no. we can't see where it's going to go. But I do think he'll probably make it into people's teams eventually. Rice yeah. is is arguably one of the best players I've seen play for West Ham. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I mean, you know, we've I mean, you same as same as me that we, we've lived through, you know, different regimes, different ownership, yeah. selling our best players, never really getting what we deserve for the player. You mm. know. Think, thinking of Joe and Frank and even Rio, you know, yeah. you know, Leeds flipped him and doubled their money in, in 18 months. And, um, and so it's always been the case. And that's, a, that's, that's the worst thing about being a West Ham fan is when that, when a player turns up. So like in last season, when yeah, he yeah. turned up, you're thinking, Oh, three fucks off. You know, it's like, you just knew it. And it's like with deck, I just think I've just got this weird rose again my own with claret tinted glasses but he's not stupid you know what i mean he he knows mark gets away with a lot you know yeah, mark yeah. might have a six out of ten but we still make it a seven you know what i mean mm. it's all, yeah because yeah. he's mark noble yeah. and and you never you never know you never know he's already in England squad you know what i mean it's like well and, yeah that, that, that is a good point you make though he's he's not got a leave to be playing international football he's doing no. that already at west ham you know us I, I said you know I said last season, Mark's time's coming, if not yeah. up. He's, for me, he's the last 10 minutes player now, Mark yeah. Noble, unfortunately. Yeah. He's reached that bit of his career. Yeah. Put the, I put the armband on deck and you just offer him a new five-year contract. The, yeah. all the, the, the contract protects the fee and the armband yeah. gives him the responsibility that he probably deserves now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's like, it was almost like when we played that Everton game in the cup, it's almost like we put like we put him in the shop window to say, I'm not a very good centre-back, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. not very good. Well, know? that's what Chelsea wanted to buy him for. And that's what you so. want to buy him for, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's and it'll be, if he went to Chelsea, it would, because that's exactly what Frank will do, John Terry, Mark two, and it'll be a waste to England and a waste to the Premier League yeah. because I honestly think he's probably one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. I mm. really do. I can't think of anyone else at the moment who plays as well as Deck at the, the moment. Th the thing is as well, he's doing more than your average defensive yeah. midfielder as well. Yeah. You know, that, that that run against Leicester was unbelievable yeah. the other day, weren't it? But he but he is, but he, he drives forward. He, he Most defensive midfielders, you know, 
Carrick is probably a good one to use yes, because he, yeah. he's ex West Ham. But like he sat in the hole. There was that pocket. Mm. There was that twenty yard box, and he didn't leave it. You know, that's where he operated from. Whereas Deck will go past the halfway line. He will sit mm. on the edge of the box mm. and he will dictate from higher up the pitch and stuff. So mm. I think he's, he is a bit more than a DM, yeah. you know? Definitely. And I mean, we've, I think he can do that now because he's got Suchek with him. You know, I think mm. to be honest, no disrespect to Mr. Noble, but he was carrying him a little bit last season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and it was almost like he couldn't, it was almost like he was restrained. You know what I mean? Now with Suchek, they both of them can take it in turns to yeah. be the, galvanizing and you know i mean you think i mean you think man city like fernandinho you know that that see that's the team that i'm surprised haven't put a bid in for him because they desperately need this sort of and he would be perfect for them um but yeah Yeah, i wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing him play for them either i mean as long as he don't go chelsea i don't don't really mind (laughs) as long as they go chelsea and down the n7 yeah to n17 you know three point lane i'm happy yeah yeah i mean but yeah. All right. Kind of anyway, let's, let's move on. Just so City don't get any ideas. Um, <laughs> right. Keep that one under our hats. That one, Dan. Uh, right. Okay. Up front. Who are we going to have up front, man? Who's your first striker? Uh, I'm going Dean Ashton as uh, number one. Um, oh, if only he didn't go off on international duty. Eh? What could have been? I, I always say this. I think we had the next Alan Shearer on our hands. I totally agree. I totally he was very, agree. very Shearer-esque. Um, mm. Good with both feet. Good in the air. He just reminded me a lot of Shearer, and I genuinely think mm. we had him. We had the next year on our hands. Like, I remember watching him at Norwich and thinking we he'd do all right for us. And then obviously we bought him, and yeah. and um, you know the the night he came out at Upton Park, I yeah, was I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there that night, and I was like, I was absolutely buzzing for the fact that, you know we signed him, and yeah, he just he was yeah he was he was just so good. And he, the thing you know what it is he's he's probably one of the last strikers we bought before this fiasco that we've had, you know, like he was one of the last ones we bought where he actually scored goals. And you, you, you know, you, you almost felt like you were guaranteed a goal yeah. whenever he stepped out on the pitch since then, it's just been a complete mess. You know, like yeah. I was, I was looking at someone, someone had put a little list of players together today of like the goals they scored and the amount yeah, of games yeah. they played. And it's just awful. isn't it, it's just it so, so bad. And, yeah. but yeah, and he just, he scored some memorable goals, didn't they? Scored the yeah. one in the FA cup. Yeah. Obviously I know we didn't go on to win it, but, but, um, but that was an unbelievable day out. I went to that final, that cup final, and yeah, he scored in that one. Was integral to the run up. Was brilliant yeah. that season. And yeah, I just think you know, the minute I went four to four, four, four two, it was like he's got to be in there. Yeah, he just had to be. Yeah, he was in mine too. I just think he, I was exactly the same. I had the same excitement really when we signed Bowen. You know, mm. because it's like very not not similar players at all, but they're from the championship, British, hungry, and you knew they would do a job. And yeah, um, yeah. And Dino had everything. He had everything. You know, I think he had more than Shearer because I just think he had a bit more skill about him. Do you know, like, yeah, he could definitely. beat a man with... And he may not have been, you know, he would have been basically Rudy's partner for years in England and maybe at Man United as well, possibly. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's always a show. And I always, if anything with Sean Wright Phillips comes on the telly or <laughs> I can't watch <laughs> it, I look at him like... Like 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 Paul, people look at Paul Ince in that disgust. I can't look at Sean Wright Phillips, bless him. And it's such a West Ham thing. The smallest player to fucking play for England or whatever he was, hobbles our star striker for many years. But yeah, oh, poor Dino. If only, eh? If only. If only. He needed to be a bit more shit, didn't he? So he didn't get called up for England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear, poor Dino being so good. Right, okay. Uh, last one. The last one's obvious, isn't it? 
It's yeah. obvious. It's Mr. Paolo Di Canio. It had to be. Yeah. The lunatic, the maverick, the uh, box office sensation. Honestly, bums off seats. He had everything. He had everything. He just... I don't really know. I could be here all night talking about him. He was just so, so good. Now, I am going to say one thing, though. Everybody always talks about that volley Mm. against Wimbledon. It is phenomenal. It's going to probably go down as one of the greatest West Ham goals ever scored. I controversially prefer the one against Chelsea. You know, the one where he keeps it up and then absolutely stonks it past Cudicini. Yeah, that's the one that always stands out for me. Yeah, unbelievable goal. But, um, yeah, my brother-in-law was actually lucky enough to be behind the goal for the Wimbledon one. Wow. He was actually there in attendance. He actually got to watch it, which is pretty special in it in itself, considering, you know, how famous that goal's become. Like, it's not just synonymous with West Ham fans. It's synonymous with, you know, football fans worldwide, really, yeah. when you're talking yeah. about the Premier League, isn't it? So, Definitely. But, yeah, he was just, just what a player. He was just box office, wasn't he? And, I mean... I remember that game vividly because that was obviously Canute's home debut. And I was more, and I was like, fucking, I said, we've got the next Henri here. This is the next Thierry Henri. We've got him. And then Decanio does that. And you go, oh, yeah, <laughs> Paolo's here as well. Yeah, don't forget about him. Yeah, exactly. But no, he was, he was just brilliant, wasn't he? And he was just part of that, you know, part of that era that I was my favourite era as a West Ham fan, you know, that Red Nap era. I mean, we've just put up um, an interview with, with Razor today. And honestly, and Trevor Sinclair and people like that I've interviewed, oh, it's just brilliant. The stories and that's it. Well, that's the other thing, isn't it, with Paolo? Whenever, you know, if you're ever, if you're ever, you get, you, you get stuck in these YouTube rabbit holes, didn't you, from time to yeah. time, and you'll be looking up, you know, stories about old players and, you know, the amount of stories that Harry has oh. got about Paolo Di Canio, and they're all hilarious, like, yeah. just because of the way he was. And the thing I, the thing I love about Paolo is that football had given up on him. Football had, had completely yeah. given yeah, up yeah. on him. Harry took a chance. West Ham fans took him to their art. And he took us to his art as well. He fell in mm. love with a club. He, mm. Even to this day, you know, he still crosses the irons. He still yeah. he goes over there when he can. And, you know, I, I can't ask for more than that. You know, he gets he gets what it is to be West Ham. Yes. And I think that's what everybody loves about Paolo. Yeah. You know, like, and that's why, you know, I think... I don't know. I haven't watched all the videos. I've watched the majority of them on this channel. He gets mentioned so often. So, so often. Yeah. I think he's actually now just taken over your left back in the most, I think, I, I, I can't, I've, I haven't got the stats on me. I usually yeah, have, yeah. have the spreadsheet, but yeah, he is. He's, but also, yeah, and you're right. And everyone has a story about him, whether it's, uh, you know, Scandinavian hammers and they've got stories about him. And the best one, I think that the best, there's two. One is, one is Nicky Hawkins from West Ham Fan TV story about him at a players meet and greet event. And he turns up just looking like a million dollars, you know, and Nicky put, you know, bless him, put a shirt and a pair of trousers on and went, Paolo, you look beautiful today. You look lovely. And he just went, I always dress up for my family. Mic drop. That's like, that was before mic drops were, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. before Obama did them. But um, yeah, and the other one was Michael Clifford, who was, writing for the Scandinavian Hammers and he was um, interviewing him at Chadwell Heath and it was a cup game. So the team weren't there, but he was training and um, all we could hear was this like whistle, someone whistling the Paolo Di Canio song for like 30 minutes, like continually. And then out walks Paolo out of the shower. It was him. And he had like a towel over his shoulders, like 
bronze body towel and he's just about literally gonna jump into the car with just a towel on you know and it was him whistling his own fucking song he's like paolo we got we got the interview and oh sorry mate pulled a pair of pants on jumps in the car and just chats to him about an hour and a half and stuff but you know it's just brilliant i'll never forget that there was a story that joe cole told about him and he said they were they were getting ready to go out they were they were you know away from home they're about to play this game and he said paolo always sat on his own he always sat on his own and he went over there and he sat next to him he said paolo was rubbing his legs and he was talking to him it was like he was telling his legs what they needed to do and he said he was batshit crazy oh, but, but he was an absolute you know a wonder yeah. on the pitch and an absolute joy to play with but yeah, yeah. there's so many stories out there but not it's only like, are there stories off the pitch but you know he did pitch, yeah. on the pitch he he did the talking with his feet as well didn't he it was phenomenal what he did he did you know he was like i think we, we you know yes we want to be see good football but we want to be entertained as well mm. and he was like he was the pantomime villain and yeah. the pantomime he was buttons and he was the wicked witch yeah. you know he could he, he didn't know which same as replica he, like he didn't know which one was going to turn up and you know i remember you know like even things like that arsenal game and he's got his shorts on backwards because he was he was he was unlucky you know with arsenal and like yeah, just yeah. absolutely batshit because he had his song and you know and it's just everything about i love a player is a good song so him and pie well it's like the, Bra- the bradford games one that always does oh. he gave up he gave up on yeah. the game and then all of a sudden you know we get the penalty and that's it he comes back alive yeah. We start singing, just... and it was like it was like he sort of re-energized himself, like he was in yeah, a computer yeah. game, and he's got a health pack, and he's like, Parlor. and he's like, I will play, I will play. Yeah, it's <laughs> so strange. I could love the man, right, absolutely yeah. brilliant, man. Listen, man, it's been it's been brilliant chatting, Dan. It's, I've really really enjoyed it. Thank you so. An hour has literally flown by. Yeah, it's flown by, mate. That's mental. That's that's mental. Anyway, mate, um, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it, mate. No, I appreciate and, you uh, having hope, me on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully, the the little one sleeps through tonight for you. Yeah, fingers crossed. She has, she has been. She has yeah? been. Yeah, oh, yeah she's good. been decent, mate. She's been sleeping My, through from mine's eight, eight weeks. Mine's eight and still don't, so it doesn't make no difference. Although, and then, and then I, I'll come back and she'll be in my, my wife's bed, my wife's bed, my bed with my wife. <laughs> we have separate beds, you know. You sleep, you sleep big... in your little shed, mate. That's what it yeah, is. You've I been think I will do. There. I think I will do. That's it. Last night I ended up sleeping in my daughter's bed. I woke up with the dog like there looking at me like, <laughs> so fucking hell. Anyway, a little insight to my life then. Um, obviously... Get over to, to Fandango and uh, give them some love. You know, obviously the podcast and stuff as well. Um, it's all good stuff and it's 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 nice. It's it's all Premier League stuff. You know what I mean? It's not just... And obviously you do yeah, that. It's, it's, it's nice to just get a, something a bit different in your life, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than listen to everyone moan about West Ham all the time, we moan about other clubs. It's, it's good at the minute because you get to watch my brother and meltdown about Man United and we all love that. So, you know, get involved. Good. Yeah, it's all good. And obviously, you know, all the, you know, you know, obviously the second channel as well you know the you know, football manager stuff and all the imagine all the FIFA stuff you're going to be doing yeah, stuff loads it's stuff mate it's all good anyway um, so everyone thank you for watching um, whether it's on whether it's on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify whatever give it a share give it a like um, and until next time from me and Dan take care stay safe very very important at the moment everybody wash those hands and uh, come on your irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone see you later Sports Social Podcast Network Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.